the Keys to the Culture podcast. It's your hostess with the mostess, Maisha, and this is a place where we celebrate black creators and innovators who shape the culture around us and give relevance to the creator economy. And here at Kings of the Culture podcast, we'd like to give highlight to those who are making significant change in our culture and have made history. And today's culture change maker is... Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan mm-hmm. it was widely regarded as one of the greatest basketball players of all times. I grew up on Michael, and he is an incredible athlete. He has incredible skills. He built a, the Jordan brand from scratch, and he has changed the game in the shoe industry forever. And we all continue to buy his shoes. But just like Michael Jordan, not only making waves in sports, our guest today, Eric Williams, is from Long Beach, California. He went to Tarleton State University in Texas. From there, he played over a decades overseas and played sports as a basketball player. Also, he's a social media influencer. He's an R&B artist. He goes by E. Will. And with Eric, he likes to talk about business, relationships, health, and everything far in between on social media. Welcome, Eric. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy he's here because it's going to be a really interesting conversation. But before we dive in, I got one question to ask you. When did you know that black creativity is the culture? Um, I think from a young age. Um, (laughs) Like just far as like listening to music, Mm -hmm. um, seeing um, like uh, the athletes. That's all where, where it comes from for us. You know, in the inner city, we Snoop Dogg. Okay, period. You know, we got, you know, Warren G, and then mm-hmm. you see the athletes yep. and, and, and on the come up. And um, I think just just seeing that as a young kid, mm-hmm. uh, it inspires me. It, it. it inspired me. Yeah, same for me, too, because I'm from Long Beach, y'all, from mm-hmm. the east side. East side. So growing up, like, I've seen Snoop, like, growing up. Mm-hmm. He was at my grandma's house. They mm-hmm. shot videos there. Yep. Like, it's just ingrained in our culture, like, the music mixed with game culture, mixed with, like, sports. And that has always been kind of a part of just the city in general. And for you growing up, like, how has sports impacted your life? Uh, Definitely. Sports changed my life like a mug, you know. Like, um, uh, not having a father figure Mm -hmm. there as much as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, I started playing sports at six years old. And that gave me the discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, like that I lacked, that I didn't get from yeah. my father, you know. So coaches, shout out to all the coaches that helped bring me up throughout the years, you know. Yeah. That really, you know, doing push-ups, what, boy, you know, that really helped <laughs> me. So, like, yeah. to all the single mothers, if your kid's not into school like that, or even if they are, put them in sports to help you get them disciplined from other, you know, male role models and coaches yeah. and stuff like that. And that's really important, too, because I really want to touch on that, too, as black young men and having that kind of father figure. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of us lack that in the home. I grew up in a single parent home Mm -hmm. and I know the effects that it had on my brothers, too. And just being in sports was really gave them some discipline Mm -hmm. and kind of helped them just navigate through life. And how important that is for black young men. Oh, that's very important. I feel like uh, you will be lost. Mm. Like if you just you get lost in the streets. Yeah. And so many of us made it out, but many of us didn't, you know, mm-hmm. like so many didn't. Rather was uh, joining the gang early, getting shot, killed, yeah. jail, all that. But a lot of us did make it out because yeah. of sports and the yeah. discipline, not even if it was just sports. You made it to college or you made it through high school mm-hmm. and went to college and you got a job and, and, and you know, started your life. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And like for you. 
from sports, you went overseas. We seen you in Australia. Absolutely. We seen you a little bit of everywhere. I, like I was watching your videos on mm -hmm. YouTube. I was like, dang, this man is like super talented yeah. for one. Yeah. But then Thank two, you. like just to have that experience and that exposure, like how has traveling and then playing overseas changed your life? Oh man, big time. Um, traveling overseas, the culture, having friends and 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 good uh, managers of teams that yeah. treated me well. Um, they brought me in like family several countries, like as far as uh, Argentina, mm. uh, Colombia. They treated me like family more than any other country. Yeah. So they'll invite me over to their house. What? They'll be like, uh, Eric, uh, come on, mi casa para comida, <laughs> whatever, you know. Okay. And, it, and it was and it was dope that experience. But I've played in Germany, Finland, mm -hmm. Australia, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, oh. Australia six times. I love Australia. Australia. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about living there. Whoa. Because it's so uh, uh, peaceful, as far as no, not crime like that, mm -hmm. no crime. So you know, I brought my brother D.W. Flame, mm -hmm. brought him out there when he was nineteen. Wow! And he just, you just seen his like him bright, like his him brighten like yeah. everything. Like he was just at peace, yeah. you know. Yeah, he was at peace uh, when he when I brought him out there. D.W. At the time, he just was driving people car on the other side of the road. I'm like, bro, what you doing? You know, he like, I'm out here, you know, tripping. So, you know, like, but um, yeah, it, it just opened his eyes as well. I had to show him that it was more to life, you know. Ooh. I played in Iraq. Okay, Iraq. Bombs over Baghdad for real. What was going on over I, there? Bombs for real. No. I'm walking the streets of Baghdad. I'm out here like, what the. F doing here you know like what am oh i doing here but always uh thought i'm like god didn't bring me out here to get blew up Come okay on, period. Like, you know like i'm out here like uh the checks the mm -hmm. checkpoints mm -hmm. the checkpoints out there was like serious like a movie Whoa. so you sitting there's thousands of cars hundreds of cars and you just waiting and that's where the bombs be going off Woo! peak hour so you know i'm sweating every time we going through oh a checkpoint i'm like and then we had this one teammate that ended up coming why he make everybody nervous? What you mean? Because he's paranoid. <laughs> like, I was just fine there by myself. Right. But when he came, he like, no, this is where they do. There, this is where they do the secondary bomb at. No, this is you Come on, get through there. I'm like, oh. Let's see. Yeah, so we, they end up sending him home. I'm like, get him out of here, yeah, man. He it's got to go. tripping. You feel me? <laughs> they had some of the best fried chicken I ever had, Wait though. Wait a minute. In not Iraq. fried chicken. In Iraq. Really? In yep. the season? Yes. Fire. What? I was like, who cooking See. this? See, that's yeah. what I'm talking it, about. It was, it was called Crispies, I believe wow. so. It was a place called Crispies in Baghdad, Iraq. Wow. See, that's what I'm talking about. We don't know much about what's overseas. Mm -hmm. You see stuff on, like, the news and everything, and they try to create this narrative of how life is in other countries. Right. Now, you did say it was some bombs going off. Every day. But, I mean, at the same time, you can go places in, you know, in the U.S. and then people shooting or, Yeah, yeah. You know? It's more targeted here. Yeah. I'm more targeted here. So that's what I thought, too. I'm like, I'd be more targeted in the U.S. There you go. Um, but as far as out there, it was just like, hey, and this was during election um, season. Ooh, okay. Election year. Okay. So the Sunnis and Shiites was beefing, like Ooh. Bloods and Crips. You oh. feel me? Like, hey, they over there on the 19th right there. <laughs> and they had set the car bomb up and boom, Jeez. the whole block. It shook oh my, my hotel. God. I woke up like, boom. Like, oh. And I'm like, hey, I'm in the reception. Like, hey, I got to go. Like, get me up out of here. Yeah. They said, okay, we pay you 15000 a month. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm Period. saying, like, all right, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll take that too. Real talk. Like, I'm like, all right, we're good. Hey, it's your girl, Maisha from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture Podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kind. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. See, that's scary though. Yeah. Like, I ain't gonna lie, that's kind of scary. Yeah, like same, like uh, we went, we was going to the movie theater out there and everything. Oh my god! I, and then like a couple months later, they end up shooting the Taliban come there, or ISIS, whoever it was, coming there shooting up the whole um, mall. Oh my god! Yep. We're like, yep, not going there no more. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, it was cool yeah, when we was playing I'm, basketball, but I got to go. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, but Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. was like the the. No social life. Really? Good money, but no social life. Why? Why was practice? Desert. I was in the town called. uh, I was at the Fahat Club. My my team name Mm. was Fahat. So out there, it was just. I was probably like two hours from Jordan. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah, born. Really. Born like it was like jail kind of with like (laughs) all right, you got yard. Go out for two hours, get you something to right. eat, go back to the room. Like, so, as a black man, like, traveling, like, what has your experience been as far as has there been any, like, racism or I mean, um, any incident that would, like, questionable? I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, like, real talk. Um, being a black athlete is different from being just a, mm. a black, you know, tourist or, you know, one of the African locals that live there yeah. or something like that. Like, they love us. If you're a black athlete... Mm. Oh yeah, Le- LeBron James, oh, uh, Michael God. Jordan. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. so you're gonna get love as an wow. athlete. But but I seen them like people in different countries, whether it's the Aborigines getting treated different mm-hmm. or the Africans getting treated different. Interesting. In every country. You know, I heard that a couple times in too. They were saying like, even one of the guys I had on here before, he's a model and he's mm-hmm. traveled and model, and he was saying how he can get away with like wearing whatever he wants, mm-hmm. like going different places he wants because of him being like a public figure, right. so that kind of like creates a hierarchy. Right. Like I, you're important. I will walk in. I will walk in a, a, a club. Like I see mm-hmm. the African dudes outside the club, but me, I'm the American basketball player. Yeah. I walk right. Hey, I'm good. Really? Yeah. They treat the African. Nah, y'all. Nope. Too many of y'all in here. That's insane. Yeah. Real talk. Now let's talk about your journey in basketball. Um, because a lot of black men, you know, they play sports and they go to college or, and they don't never go professional mm-hmm. sports. They don't get the NBA. They don't go to the NFL or the MLB. Mm-hmm. So that like psychologically can play a lot of like issues on a lot of black men. I see it play out right. a lot. It can show up as aggression. It can show up in how they treat people in relationships or their life, their trajectory right. and their decision making. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of journey going through like college to playing sports overseas, like how has that been? But then also, how do you see that affecting other black men who don't get to make it? Um, yeah, big time. Uh, for me, I feel like I just, since I was a kid, I started at six mm-hmm. or whatever, but since I was a kid, got like nine, 10, 
always knew I was going to be a professional athlete. Yeah. In my mind, no matter what. I probably wasn't the most talented coming mm. up or the most skilled coming up, but I played football. I came up playing football. Yeah. Basketball kind of took off mm. a little later. I started playing in um, the Midnight League yeah. at, at Cal Rep. You feel me? Shout out to Leonard for letting me, um, yes. you know, um, let me play um, at the age of 15. And mm-hmm. I'm playing against grown men, yeah. you know. So that helped me with my game, <clears throat> my aggressiveness and everything yeah. else. So... I went on to college after mm-hmm. I only played one year of high school basketball at Wilson in football. One year. One year. Um, I went actually to Long Beach City to mm-hmm. play football. So once I started playing football, oh. two years, I played two years of football, got a bowl ring at Long Beach City. What? And then I was like, the uh, me and my one of my best friends, Lawrence, mm-hmm. uh, was playing pickup ball in the morning basketball uh, class. Uh-huh. Uh, Coach Anderson's basketball class. Mm-hmm. And then from there, he asked me to uh, try out. And once I tried out, it was all she wrote. My okay. second year at Long Beach City, I became like all American, top thirty-seven in the country. <laughs> like it was crazy, like out of nowhere. But I I wasn't skilled. Mm. It was more of me being aggressive, yeah. uh, rebounding, athletic. You know, mm-hmm. just that. I wasn't shooting the threes and crossing over or none yeah. of that. It was rebound, get it to my man, finish the layups, little yeah. mid-range uh, shot, uh, stuff like that. So, me, it was more of hard work. Yeah, I knew people were more skilled than me. That's yeah. been in the AAU circuit and all that. Yeah. But I outwork them. So they say hard work beats talent all day. Hello. And I beat so much talent. Period. And I was just coachable. Mm-hmm. My character was good. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like a lot of young people lack. Why they don't make it overseas. Yep. You might think you're too good to dive on the floor. I've met so many players that say, I ain't diving on the floor. What? So many players. Mm. You know, and it's like, do you really want this? I meet so many young guys now. Hey, how I get overseas? It's not easy. I worked hard to get overseas. I put time, blood, Mm -hmm. sweat, and tears in this. Mm -hmm. You know, and and a lot of young players nowadays, they just be so depressed that they're not getting, but you're not working on your craft. Mm -hmm. You're not working on your character, your Mm -hmm. attitude. That's a lot. Yes. People just, I'm good, so I should be there. Oh, he's sorry. He's sorry. Yeah, people probably call me sorry. Mm Mm-hmm. But I know you wasn't going to outwork me, though. Period. It might look nasty, but I'm getting a bucket, and I'm running the floor, and I'm a teammate. I'm a great teammate, and I'm coachable. Mm -hmm. A lot of players are not coachable because you've been skilled and you've been brought up through the the circuit of AAU ball, and they they crush their future by not being coachable. Yeah. Because you will always still have a good career if you're coachable and you're a hard worker. Yeah. You no matter what, you'll make it overseas if you're a good basketball player, hard worker, and coachable. Mm-hmm. But just because you skilled, down me nothing. Down me nothing, because I will come. I'll work you. Yeah, you got the crossover, step back, and then stop. Nah, I'm over here. I'm over here uh, diving on the floor. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Talking, uh, coach. What you need me? Where you need me at? I'm all at. I'm not. Oh, he took me out. I can't. Uh, I'm the better. I'm a better shooter. And uh, no, I waited. I waited yeah. my turn. So yeah, I think it really affects people when you yeah. don't put your put the time, work, uh, surround yourself by people, and do work when nobody's paying attention. Even right now, yeah. I'm 37, and I'm working out every day. Don't nobody tell me to get in the gym. Mm-hmm. This is a lifestyle. You feel me? And I've always been like that. I've been playing sports since six. So this is a lifestyle. Even when I'm done playing basketball, I might be doing golfing. I'm going to always be a competitor. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So this is a lifestyle for me. I love that. See, mm-hmm. 
that that hard work is really important. And I think that is a missing component because I talk to like even younger kids who play in sports, including some of my cousins. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, come on, y'all. Y'all have the natural talent, yep. but they're not willing to put the work in. And I think that you can see that even through like high school sports. Like, because I'm from Poly High School right. and our team, I mean, we number one. Elite. Yep. And, period. Mm -hmm. So, but I see there's a difference between like the generation when I was in high school right. and the ones now. before. Like, it's way spoiled. different. They're really like kids spoiled. Now spoiled. Even, like, if you go to college now, spoiled as far as, like, they can enter the portal. Yeah. They can transfer now. Back in the day, coaches wasn't letting you transfer. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll take – you'll have to sit out a year before you transfer. Now you get money. Now yeah. you heard a pinky. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> oh, put me – oh, put me – and they sitting out right. for that. When we was – if you see uh, – what was it in the NBA? The dude had a neck brace on in the game. What? Like, yeah, you had a <laughs> neck brace on playing the game. You know, even yeah. in the NFL, dudes had all type of bandages mm -hmm. on playing still. Now yeah. it's like, oh, I twist my ankle a little bit. I'm out for two weeks. Wow. We, are, we out there on the court, fat ankle still Period. playing. We trying still to win, playing. you know. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's different. Basketball and football. Everything then got a little bit softer and catering yeah. to the players. Oh, oh, don't worry about it. We, come on, don't worry about it. You know, it's that now. I'm sure you had some injuries like on along the way, but what are some disappointments that you personally had that you overcame? Um, Let's say uh, I, I disappointed. I got hurt my second year in Argentina. Mm. Um, That kind of set me back where I probably would have ended up going top league where I would have been making big money. Mm. Um. And that was my my second year, and I was dominating. And I and I was dominating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I end up the first game after killing in the preseason, getting MVPs at the tournaments yeah. and all. When I, first game of the season, uh, I got a partial torn meniscus. Ooh. Usually, dudes get sent home from that. Mm -hmm. In Argentina, I don't know, I don't, I don't speak Spanish, but I tried. I asked questions and all that. So. They love me. They love mm -hmm. my character. Absolutely. So they kept me. Dudes mm -hmm. get sent home for a twisted ankle. Yeah. They kept me for eight weeks on full pay. Whoa. You feel me? And all they did was bring in another import. So they paying me on top of paying him. Wow. You feel me? So why you healed up? Why I'm healed up? Eight weeks. Jeez. And it, it goes to show you character, where um, the player that they brought in was my boy. You know. Mm -hmm. um, he was, I'm not practicing, ah, whatever. Like, ah, I don't feel it's like practicing. His character was different than mine. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't wait. Once it hit, like, week six, they're like, all right. Because they said seven weeks, but it took me, like, eight weeks to get all the way back. Yeah. About week seven, when I came into practice, week six, uh, my boy, he kind of got me because I still was, like, tender a little mm -hmm. bit my first week back. Week seven, boom, up. I'm back. I'm back at him. You feel Period. me? But that year slowed me down from reaching top league, mm -hmm. and uh, I overcame that. And um, still had a successful career, yeah. won plenty of championships, and took teams. You know, I I never imagined me going overseas. Wow. I never imagined it. Well, I didn't think about no overseas. Yeah. I'm from the hood. You know. Yeah. So like, even my first time getting on a flight was because of my talent. Yeah. My first flight was to go on my college visits. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I worked hard for this. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And, like, just seeing your career and all that you have done and then also being, like, a strong backbone in your family, Absolutely. too. Um, and how has your family life impacted you, too? Um, 
And I know you are the second oldest, I believe. Uh, living, yep. Yeah, living. so you are pretty much like one of the men of the house. Absolutely, and the men taking, of the house. Yeah, 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 taking care of your family. So how is that emotionally, mentally, was I'm, is something that you dealt with? I mean, you had to uh, grow up fast. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, um, I lost siblings yeah. at a young age. You know, mm-hmm. my older sister... Um, Erica passed. Yeah. So it's it was Ty, Erica, mm-hmm. then me. Yeah. So I think me and er- me and Erica would have been tight. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Super close. And then uh, my brother Trenton lost him as mm-hmm. well at an early age. Lost Erica at seven. Lost Trenton at four. And um, then it's DW. Mm-hmm. And um, then the last three. So yeah. they were all together by my mom. Uh, last uh, um, kid's father or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Them last three, we lost my sister, my youngest sister. Yeah. So by gunfire, you know, uh, yeah. tragically in 2017. Yeah. So my mom lost three kids. You know, I lost three siblings. Mm-hmm. Me being strong um, comes from my mom being strong. Mm-hmm. My mom lo- losing two kids. I'm like, how my mom is that strong? Mm-hmm. These are my sister's brother, but these her kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So even like visually, I don't think parents really realize I remember that everything like my mom pumping my little brother with my dad chest on a toilet mm. with a plunger even like I remember that I'm oh just God. standing in the hallway yeah. and I don't think even like parents in the urban community back then especially yeah. realized the trauma like hey you never checked on me like uh, what was going on mm-hmm. this is what we you know and I have to live with that yeah coming all the way up like not really understanding death at that time like that but losing my sister first Losing my brother, then losing my youngest uncle, which my dad uncle. So my dad was going through it as well, you know? Like, so just dealing with that through all the years is like, dang, it made me stronger. So it's just more angels that I always be like, dang, my sister and my brother, my family got me out of this. They're watching over me. Absolutely. So that's what helped me go through through life as well. Yeah, Yeah. because that's a lot to Mm -hmm. take on. And I know just emotionally that can be just a lot that can be tormenting right. and you were still able to continue to move forward mm-hmm. and help your family help out mom, and yep. help your mom mm-hmm. like shout out to your mom yep. shout out to lisa green i, yeah, I love you baby man. Yep. and just seeing her and i used to always see her like because mm-hmm. our family is pretty close so i used to always see her when i was growing up and i'd be like man it like was, how's she doing it it was always like make my mama proud yeah you know never treat her like uh you know, like be a disrespectful ass kid or yeah. something like that. And I always want to be like, what can I do to make my pro- mama mm-hmm. proud? You know, us young black men coming from a single household, we like, we got to take care of moms. Yeah. So we had to grow up. I'm helping watch them out, raise my little sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. Had to whoop them a couple times. Didn't want to. I'm like, Shh, just be them. quiet. <laughs> like, please, I don't want to whoop you type. Right, you right. know, like, you know. But some, like, even my sister Shana, she was so bad, man. I had to whoop her sometimes. I never yeah. whooped DW. Uh, but, yeah, like, you know, just had to put them in place as a big bro. I never want to mm-hmm. whoop them. Even like my daughter to this day, yeah. my little princess. Uh, I love that. You know, I never whoop her. I just, you know, it's more of a the yeah, presence. Yeah. What I tell you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like, that's it. All right, baby. Daddy love you. Come here. All right. You good. <laughs> you know I mean? Having that responsibility young, like, especially for young black men when you're growing up in a home that the fall is not there, that is a lot. That's big time. Yeah. yeah it takes a lot. It, it does. Lot. And so, I'm not saying 
you can co-parent very well. Absolutely. But you got to be hands-on co-parenting. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, he got he got him or her for three months or, you know, he got her for the school year and, and then I got him for the summer. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's too spread out. Yeah. Like, you need to be there. Oh, I got her this week or every other day. Or make sure you drop mm-hmm. her off. I pick her up. Like, I, on my daughter, I always was like, I see my mom just take us to school every day with no yeah. help. Mm-hmm. So I make it priority to take my daughter to school yeah. damn it, every day. Wow. Her mom pick her up or her granny pick her up, but I'm taking my daughter to school. Yeah. Either or. You feel me? Like, I don't, yeah. it ain't going to be like, I take my daughter to school. Every, nope. <laughs> Nope, I was here every step of the way. Yep, I take her, you pick her up. It's like, yeah. That is so beautiful. And I, and like, you, because you're friends with my brother, like, shout out to Robert and Romeo. Um, And I noticed, like, all y'all friend group, like, all the ones who have kids are very present in their kids' lives. They're young men. They all can't hang out with us. You don't take care of your kids. Period. I don't see you with your kids. What you doing with me? Hello. <laughs> Get up out of here. And they take care of their kids. It's like beautiful to watch. And I be watching my brother. And he yeah. just so happy with uh-huh. his kids. Yep. I was like, that is so beautiful. And I feel like we all kind of like feed off each other, whoever mm-hmm. had kids first. And, you know, uh, uh, some of us, for sure, my dad not being there mm-hmm. is making me, for sure, like, what? Yeah. My daughter ain't going to go a day without me. My daughter, yeah. Period. But let's not get it twisted. My dad was a good dad. Yeah. I didn't realize what he went through while he wasn't there. Yeah. Most parents lose it after one kid. Mm-hmm. My dad lost two kids. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? And he just, like, blanked out, went to drugs more. Mm-hmm. And I can't really knock him. Yeah. You know, it's like my mom's stuck in there, but my mom is stronger than my dad mentally. Yeah. You yeah. know, so who knows my dad just what he suffered through mentally, and he just... Yeah. Went to the drugs and got addicted. But when he was, like, he was a binge addict. Yeah. And when he was on his uh feet and fresh out of jail or something, yeah. good dad, come on. I love my sons. Yeah. Let's go. Like, and the only time he came to see me play basketball was one time, and that was in college. So mm-hmm. I didn't see him from since I was, like, 10 or 13 until, like, I was 19. Yeah. And that was the first time he seen me, like, play ball. So he never came to no Pop Warner games mm-hmm. and no high school game. Just um, just college one time yeah. before he passed. My dad passed, like, fentanyl overdose in 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really interesting to hear that because, like, even in my experience, you know, I learned to have a level of understanding mm-hmm. when – like you said, you understand, like you went through a lot. Absolutely. And some people are a little more stronger than others. And even in my situation with my father, I started to understand who he was as a person. And he didn't have certain elements to him that was equipped to help him handle certain things mm-hmm. in life. And I can understand that now as I'm older. I'm like, right. okay, I get him. Because I go through th- things right. as an adult, and right. we're like, man, we can break down any minute. But we don't realize that yeah. as a kid, we just have resentment. Dude, like, just why you? Why you? And this is the one thing, ladies out there, mm-hmm. no matter if our dad's not there, yeah, I loved my dad. Absolutely. No matter if he didn't come pick me up, I might have been mad as a kid, but anytime I saw him, I loved you. Yeah. I loved being around you. Yeah. So even though your your kid's dad might not be around, let him be the judge of his dad. Because even mm-hmm. if you say, your dad not this, your dad not that, he still got love in his heart and want his dad there. Yeah. So let him have that bond whenever it comes. You know, let yeah. him deal with it. Don't tell, oh, your dad, ain't, he don't want you, he don't love you. Don't tell your son that. Because yeah. no matter what you say, he love his dad. Absolutely. He want his dad there. 
You feel me? I always love my dad. I might have been mad a little bit, but anytime yeah. he popped up, I'm like, yeah, I'm with my dad. That's you a feel fact. me? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. Well, shout out to your mom for allowing it to be so. And shout yep. out to my mom, too, yep. for allowing that. Like, yep. we had a great relationship with my dad. Yep. I still can call him up to this day. Yep. We have crazy conversations. He yep. be saying about most outlandish and stuff. My, my mom and never my mom never really spoke bad about my dad. Yeah. You know? That's a beautiful my mom thing. never really spoke bad about mm-hmm. my dad at all. And I, uh, you know... And she probably could have said a couple of things. Yeah. But she never really was like, your dad don't love you. Your dad want to be a crackhead or mm-hmm. your dad want to stay in the street. She ain't never did but none of that. But that's a mature woman. Right. She never and did none of that. Like the generation now, because we're going to get into some some relationship stuff. The spitefulness and say, bitterness. Yeah, it, it becomes, and it's almost weaponized. Yep, and then absolutely. You, you throwing that on your kids, and then now they build up this Distrust, my dad didn't come anger. get me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And know. it's like, it's because of what you told me, right. what you showed me. Right. And now I have this idea of who he is. Now, there is some man who just not present in their kid's life. Absolutely. And that's true. Right. But then the ones who are trying. That's making an effort. We have to, yes. Women, the, we have to do a better job the, in allowing them to be present in their kid's life. Because that presence really makes a difference. Well, we need that male energy in it, our life. It's be, a balance. It'd be, it be, um. Men that want to be a part of their life and, and that are good fathers yeah. and women are still, since they know the only thing to really hurt a man mm-hmm. is in his pockets or his kids. Mm-hmm. So they'll go, I'm filing child support. Why? I take care of my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Whatever they need. I told you, tell me. No, nope, yeah. I'm filing child support. Because a man moved on and have another family, nope, Ooh. I'm going to be spiteful. Now you can't see your kids. Now, Ooh. and they know most hood dudes, if it's a hood dude, he don't really want to go to court. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now he's just not seeing his kids, and now he going through a mental breakdown like, she ain't letting me see my kids. No, yeah. bro. Go to court. Go get your kids. Mm-hmm. Go fight for your kids. Mm-hmm. Forget that pride. Oh, I don't really want to like the court system. No, that's for your kids. Mm-hmm. So you can show your kids I fought for you. Yes. No matter what, I put all my pride to the side. I'm coming to get my kids. Mm-hmm. We're going to split the custody, whatever, break down, whatever it is. And I, I need my kids. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, we're going to go into this uh, relationship because yep. me and you be going back and forth yep. in the DMs. He sent me posts. I sent him posts. Yep. And we have conversations. And one of the posts that really sparked our conversation initially is when I believe her name is Ebony. Is her last name Williams? Kay Williams. Yes. And she made a comment and Ayana Van Zandt asked her, would you date a bus driver? And then it went on this whole social media yep. rant. Everybody was talking about it. Because a lot of women feel like yeah, that. Yeah, and we started you make some chatting. Money. Exactly. And yep. we started chatting about it. And what's your take on that first about that comment and the state of relationships? I, I think uh, she shouldn't have put that comment mm-hmm. out there like that, of course, if mm-hmm. she didn't mean it because people were going to take it and spin it anyway. Oh, absolutely. You feel me? Like, she probably meant no harm by it. Mm-hmm. But... I'm a bus driver, so I'm taking offense to that. Or I'm a regular worker, so I'm going to take offense to that. There's way more, you know, uh, local jobs are people that work local jobs than anything. You feel me? Bus drivers, trash truck, whatever, you know, McDonald's, Uh Popeye, whatever. Uh So when you speak on that, you're basically speaking on everybody. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So for you to like kind of like shit on the, oh, you got to own it. That doesn't make me a good man. Say it again. You feel me? That doesn't make me a good man. I my morals, my principles, mm-hmm. everything line up. I I'm I'm a hard worker. I get to the money just because I, I don't own a bus. I make seventy, eighty thousand a year. I'm you feel me? I'm still above average. And that might I might be a bus driver, but I got other I'm an entrepreneur too. 
That's a fact. So I got other ventures. So Hello. just by you saying, oh, he a bus driver. This is not all I do. Oh, he do security. This is not all I do. Yeah. You feel me? Hello. Like, stop judging a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. You never know. A lot of a lot of people don't even know. Oh, he just works security. Security guards make bank when they're doing it right. You doing bodyguard and all that? You making six figures? Yes, they do. Yes, like they do. Like people, oh, that's just security. That's true. Make bank, but you don't know. A lot of people, what they don't know, they just blurt some stuff out. Yeah. But definitely, you shouldn't shit on somebody because you think you make some money. Yeah. Like you're still the same person. Not saying her, but I'm just saying yeah. because. As a woman, you feel like you make money. You deserve yeah. a certain type of caliber of men. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So certain men might be like, just because you're making that same caliber of money, that uh, better money, you think you're gonna get me? <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I still don't want you. I don't care about your money. Because far as men, yeah. we like that makes good money. We don't care about a woman's money. Listen, now that ain't no lie. Because mm-hmm. I had a man, t- a man tell me that he was like, I don't care how much money you make. Right. He was like, that doesn't even matter to me. Because me, real, realistically, the only way women are going to spend money on you, if you really their man. Period. Or their husband, whatever. Mm-hmm. But far as like soup, like dating or going on first dates or, or shit, I look good too. I need you to fly me out. Hello. You feel me? Getting flewed out. We're, we're the ladies. I need you to fly me out. That's what men, yeah. like when they know they work, that's how men look at it. Like, not hey, fellas, yeah, you need to get flown out too. You feel me? You look good. Most of the time, you're doing most of the work in the bedroom. Oh, wait a minute now. Most of the time. <laughs> fellas, you need to get flown out. <laughs> Real ah, talk. Like that, you start I'm just saying, I'm just saying, fellas, like, know your worth too. You know, at the same time, women, he got to fly me out. He got to buy me this. Like, we're the ladies looking out for the men. You feel me as well? Like, not saying he won't reciprocate it, but why not? Since you, I'm a boss and I get this, but you sitting there clutching your purse when the when the bill comes. <laughs> you sitting there like you booked the flights? No, nah, you booked the flights. I'm just saying what men go through. Like, it's it's tough out here. We gotta we gotta work hard, especially single. Being single as a man, mm-hmm. it's expensive. I believe it. It's expensive. It depends on. When you get smart at it, you be like, hey, I don't know you. I'm not spending money on all these women. So I'm going to, hey, look, meet me at the beach. We go to Barnes & Noble, read a book. <laughs> uh, we go uh, see the scenery, you know, to get to know you. So that's a, little, a free game, young fellas. Like, go to the I beach. To you feel me? Go for walks. Go to a little bar. Look, Stop going to meal. these. You feel Wait me? a minute. Cook look, a meal. No, because no, they might not want to come to the house. Well, they ain't got to come to my house. No, they might not want to go to the dude house either. Oh, that's true. So, that's like, let's but go for this walk. they have cooking classes, though. They have some free ones. That's too much. You no, no, no. They much. have free cooking classes, too. too. See, I don't y'all... know if I'm going to like you like that. Hey, listen. They have free classes that y'all can look online. <laughs> and take your little boo. Mm-hmm. And you can have some experiences. I always tell people experiences can go a long Absolutely. way. And I, I feel like going on expensive dates mm-hmm. with people you don't know, you might not even like them. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You might That's went out and spent three, five hundred thousand dollars, whatever. And five thousand dollars? No, three hundred. I'm saying three hundred <laughs> to a thousand dollars. You okay. know how wine ranges yeah, up yeah, yeah, when yeah. you go to the high end restaurants. The wine more than the food. That's a fact. So women be like, yeah, let's go to uh, um, Ruth Chris. The wine coming up to three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> the food was sixty seven dollars. Yeah, yep. together. That's a fact. You feel me? So yeah, going to these high end restaurants. I got to know if I really like you. I'm spending mm-hmm. this money on you, and I really don't like your attitude. 
So I didn't spend three hundred dollars on somebody where it ain't go nowhere. I can actually agree with that. I ain't gonna fight you on that one. And some people spend a lot more, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be about money. And that's where I feel like a lot of relationships coming to nowadays. It should never be about money. If you really want organic love, it should never come to finances. Mm -hmm. Of course, you want somebody well off and stable, so you know that. But but as a woman, you should never bring up your money to a man. But I say this. Whether a woman is uh, wealthy, she cares about a man's money. Mm. Whether a woman don't have the money, she cares about a man's money. Mm-hmm. Not saying she needs it, but she. I feel like women, what I hear and see, you always want to have a man that you could fall back on and he could take care of everything. Mm-hmm. And a woman be like, well, I got money. Just in case you fall back, <laughs> I can help you out. But I feel like when... When it comes down to it, I feel like most women, if a man fall down on his, his own, if it's not your wife, yeah, she going to leave you because she like, I'm tired of being the man in a relationship. I've heard, I've heard that. I'm I tired of being, y'all. she going to run. I'm tired of being the man in a relationship. Yeah. But I thought you was going to hold me down when it got tough. Yeah. But you expect a man to hold you down no matter what you go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like how you said that too. I, I don't. I agree. Like, if you married, is a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Because, like I brought up before, when my grandparents, when my grandfather was sick and he got cancer, he worked his whole life, took care of the family. He took his check, brought it home. She managed the finances, took care of the kids. Right. He had no worries, and he trusted her 100%, but they were married. Right. I'm not putting that same energy into somebody I'm not married right. to. So, like, that's a change in dynamics, too. And there's a generational change, right. too. Because people are talking about women being traditional women, mm-hmm. and I want a traditional woman. Nope. You can't have traditional completely unless she just fully be like, you know, I'm going to sit home, yep. take kids, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mm-hmm. mom, and that's it. And that's a small percentage now that the cost of living is so expensive in the world, in the world, not just in America, in the world. What about this? Yes, Sorry sir. Sorry you off. I feel like back in the day, women were stay-at-home moms by default. Because, you know, back yeah. way back in the day or whatever, because there wasn't jobs for women like yeah, that. Yeah, and we couldn't work. You know, so by default, yeah. you were stay-at-home moms. Absolutely. You know, so when it comes down now, you're working. Yeah. You want to work. So, yes. and it's not 50-50, it's 100-100 yeah, when you come into a relationship. Now. You feel me? I got you... I might be down this year, you up this year. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It shouldn't, oh, he got to take 100% of the bills. What What do you mean? You should want to help mm. your man out. Nowadays, it's tough. It's hard, especially in L.A., especially in the yeah, South. L.A. is tough. In, in the South, it's the same thing because mm-hmm. they make less That's for true. the most part. That's true. You feel me? So I feel like it's balanced out. Yes, you should want to help each other out. I need a man this. You want to date the dudes. And this, sorry, ladies. You want to date the dudes that got the money, mm-hmm. but far as women, what comes with a dude that got money? It can be a lot of things, depending on his character. But for money, I mean yeah. women. Yeah. You think you're the only one that like him? Exactly. Unless but you, but you go stupid. for that dude, you'll pass on that bus driver mm-hmm. for to the go dude got, that got the nice, you know, Benz or mm-hmm. Range Rover or whatever, or Bentley. Yeah. Because, oh, he living a regular life. Well, listen, I, I, not all women are monolithic. No, right? and we're not all the same. Right? So just 
putting that out there. Yeah. Our men are not all the same. Facts. So when it comes to relationships, I always say we all make our own rules mm -hmm. what happens in our relationships. Because the way you may function in a relationship, I may not agree with that and that may not work for my relationship. But when it comes to like infidelity and a man stepping out, yep. I've seen a trend that it's like if I don't know about it, then it's I'm not saying it's okay, but we it's kind of like implied. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like it's not a trend because it comes from the old school, right? Right. As long as you take care of home mm -hmm. and 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 don't make me look stupid or whatever. Yeah. Like it's good, and she's mm -hmm. not about to take my spot because I know she want my spot. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. women back in the day is like, yo, I know she want my she ain't getting it. <laughs> I got the five bedroom house, the nice right. car, and all this. She ain't getting this, right, right, right. And that's what they stood on. But that's because they did, wasn't making money like yeah. women now. Women like, I got my, I'm up out of here. Right, oh, you right, cheat on right. me, it's over with. So I think it's more about agreements nowadays. Anyway, yeah. what you agree to, what you like. Yep. Hey, I'm open to this. Whether you want to have uh, multiple partners in bed, whether you yeah. want to have be uh, in a, poly a polygamous relationship, mm -hmm. whatever you want to do. It's more yeah. about agreements. You want to have an open relationship. You want to say, you just got to talk, yeah. you know? Yeah, and polygamy has become like a really big topic of discussion mm -hmm. over the last couple of years. Like it always was there. I mean, I mean, since like the ancient whatever, times, yeah. that's, that's always been sort of a practice in certain cultures. But I've seen like a lot of black men having these open conversations about having multiple partners, um, especially if they do have yeah. money. I mean, it's being realistic. So like with that being said, like when it comes to like having multiple partners and yeah. having those agreements, like there's a percentage of women who will accept that. Right. And some women who don't. Right. Like and what have you seen with those trends like amongst like black men? I feel I feel like um when you think about it, it's way more women than men it is. on earth. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, everybody is not going to be uh, in a long-term relationship for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Like, men, we can find a decent woman and mm -hmm. settle down. We got yeah. money. We got great personality, leadership. We can yeah. find a decent woman yeah. and be with her. We'd be like, oh, I just broke up with my wife after 15 years. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm 58. Uh, I got money. Let me go get me a, a, a 45, 45 year old woman and uh, I'm good. I can live the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But everybody won't get what you want. Yeah. So like even like more men stuck in their ways can get a woman, a mm -hmm. decent woman. Mm -hmm. Then I feel like a woman stuck in her ways after being hurt several times yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like we kind of grow from relations from like past relationships where it's like, all right, I got to be more vocal for the next woman. She going to know what I want. Yeah. When it comes to, like, I seen women where it's like, and dated women where it's like, they got hurt in the past. Now you go into your next relationship. I'm not tolerating this. I'm not tolerating that. I'm not mm -hmm. tolerating. And you're like, hold on. I'm not, what? I'm, all right, well, good luck with the next dude. Because mm -hmm. I ain't got no time because you hurting from the other dude. Let's go into, I say, I say, I don't feel like when you're here to say it in the age, and you're stuck in their ways, um, and you had your first love, your first yeah. partner that you really loved, and mm -hmm. y'all grew together, and whatever. It's been 10 years, you really love that person. When you get with the next person, say you broke up with him at 27. You yeah. get with your next dude at, at 30, 32. Yeah. Now y'all building, it's been two years, five years. You, like, you don't belong to that man if you're not changing your ways. 
Mm. It's going to take like at least 10 years mm -hmm. because Explain now Explain more what that means. Like I don't I don't feel like um like because you're 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 you you're trained by him. You're mm. not trained like a dog but you know training whatever. Training, you're learn you're learning from him. He mm -hmm. taught you how to his likes, his dislikes. Mm -hmm. So like far as me, when you don't like something I do or you arguing with me about certain stuff, it's like, dang, you're not even trying to mm -hmm. like mold into the woman I want you to be for me. Mm -hmm. You're still his. So everything that mentally that you learn from him, mm -hmm. like that's still breaded in you. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna take years. To make you into mm. the woman for me. Okay. So you're not my woman, like, completely. Like, we go together. Yeah. But you're not my woman. Okay, this is how this is landing for me. For mm. me, what you're saying is she's not completely healed from him. And then and to go deeper than that, we go into soul ties. Yeah, because so. that's, I feel like most, most of the time, women break up from the man. Yeah, yeah. Divorce from the man, women leave. Yeah. So by that first person who she really loved or second person, whoever she mm -hmm. really loved before she got into her 30s and dated, right? Yeah. She really loved that man. Yeah. She wished he did right. Mm hmm But he didn't. So she just got fed up and left. Mm hmm But deep down inside, she wished that would have worked. You feel me? So when she move on, not saying all women don't yeah. move on and, and mold yeah, into yeah. But you have to mold into the men because all women be like, I ain't met a woman yet that didn't say I ain't a good woman. Mm. All women say they're good woman. Why? The basics, I cook clean and I support them. Psst, you, come here, come here. Yes, you. Have you been struggling to stay consistent with your content? We've all been there. You told yourself you was gonna post about a year ago, but you have yet to post today. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing the Ultimate Content Calendar Blueprint. It is a guide that will show you how to stay consistent with your content for the next 30 days and beyond. It's filled with tips, tools, and ideas to help you take your content to the next level. And guess what? It's completely free. So don't wait because it's gonna go out fast. So make sure you download the Content Calendar Blueprint today. Hmm. Like, nah, you gotta really ask your man what you want, what you yeah. expect from me. Mm -hmm. How can I be the best woman for you? How can I be a good woman for you? Mm -hmm. And what, vice versa. You feel me? Vice versa. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you want you want your man to be held up like a king, come in like a queen. Why it always got to be, what about me? Why I can't be like, what do you need? Mm -hmm. I'm going to come second after you. Like, whatever, I, I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. Like, it's rare. Like, women always say, I'm different. You're different when you come in and say, I'm all about you, baby. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to take care of me. What you want? Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, see, that's, that's rare. that's a level of commitment that... You got to have a man that is going to be a leader in the relationship, like the lead you properly, yeah. a man that you can fully trust to yeah. do that. But a lot of times with a lot of men, they don't come with those components mm -hmm. already. And it's really hard for a woman to commit in that way. And that's a level of vulnerability uh -huh. that we don't want to step into because especially if you already been hurt already. Right. So if I'm going to, I've been hurt before and I went through my healing journey, but there's triggers too. Right. So you can say or do something that can trigger me, and I'll be like, ooh, okay, this yep. is familiar. Yep, yep. Because yep. I've experienced I've that there. myself. Yep, I've been there before. And you're like, wait a minute. Okay, well, I'm not going to put up with that. Let me move on to somebody else. Right. Or you know what I'm saying? That's just a normal way of just growth right. as a person and being cautionate with your heart. So when it comes to that situation, I'm like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a, it's a different perspective on that. 
but also just dating and trying to figure out what you like and mm-hmm. how you can grow as a person with your partner. Yeah. And I, I always say I want a purpose partner. Right. Like I want someone that we share like, okay, what we want to do, how are we going to build this and how are we going to get there? Because right. this is, for me, is a long game. This is like building right. the so, future together. So, so I look at it too, right? Mm-hmm. If I was to have a woman from mm-hmm. the age of 19, mm-hmm. she would know nothing but me. We 30, we 37 now. Yeah. She don't know nothing but me. Yeah. She's molded into everything I need. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So when when you think about when women see their man that's 35 go yeah. back and date younger women or even older. Yeah, yeah. Go back Marcus Houston with his younger woman or whatever. You see that <laughs> you see, but you see that I'm not saying I'm saying if he would have met her at 22, yeah, not yeah, saying yeah. any different. younger. I'm saying any man that met a woman, he's going younger so he can mold that woman mm-hmm. into the woman he like or you know would love. That's it. Like women be going, oh, you want a young dumb? Nah, it's because she haven't been through. Uh-huh. Only thing she know is him. Uh-huh. So if I'm dating a, my 19-year-old girlfriend from 19 to 20, 35, all we know is each other. Mm-hmm. So she know what I like, what I don't like, what food I love. What mm-hmm. did she know mm-hmm. every single thing down to the T. Yeah. But is that molding or is that some sort of manipulation too with some men? No. Because you got to think about this. And I'm not trying to get in a dark space. But a lot of older men who prey on younger women, there's a difference between preying on women. Right. Because they do that, and then they get a younger girl, and they could be underage sometimes. Right. Right. That can happen, and they can take them and do whatever they want. Like I, 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 I think you. I think manipulation doesn't have an age. You get manipulated at oh, 45. absolutely. So that but, I don't think. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to like when you say mold, mm-hmm. and you say with well, a younger woman. Is that really being molded, or is that some why, sort why, why of could it be it? manipulation too? No, this is a smart, educated young woman. Really, why, why? but she hasn't experienced life yet either. Why like, not? She's in college. What do you mean? No, what I'm saying is, if she hasn't experienced life, is a sort of she's not even at the mental capacity. Sometimes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait no, oh, no. Watch this. Watch wait, this. wait, wait. But if she's, I know women are some. We're a little faster than men in a lot of different ways, um, intellectually too. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is when it comes to a younger woman who is learning, she's learning who she is. She hasn't fully found out who she is as a person yet. Okay. And you are coming in and trying to shape and mold her into what you want her to be. But Mm -hmm. she hasn't come into the realization of who she is yet. Hasn't fully fallen in love with who she is when Mm -hmm. she looks in the mirror. Because that that comes with evolution. of We continue to evolve through our lives. But... There's a difference between someone coming in in a positive light to add value to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can have an older man come in my life, <clears> and he can teach me something. Right. He can be super dope. Right. But then it's a difference if someone has malicious... No, like, we're not talking fit. about that, though. Well, what you talking about? We're not talking about no malicious. We're just saying dating a but woman. But, I mean, well, Look, you mentioned Marcus Houston, and that has been a... a I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying the age-wise. I'm okay. saying I know why he did it. Mm-hmm. He's not doing it. I'm not sure what on no pedophile shit. Yeah, if he yeah. dated her at 16, 17. I'm talking about the adult girl. I ain't yeah, know yeah, nothing yeah. about that until this year. But I'm far far as men dating younger women. Yeah. So you telling me mm-hmm. I should wait to after she date these dudes that she fall in no, love with? No, I'm not talking about that. Th- then because, what are we doing? Why no, do I got to let her, her go through life? I'm like, not talking about 
going through life as in dating people. I'm talking about her as a person. Yeah, but she but will end up dating herself. Well, that doesn't mean you have to be sleeping with everybody either because you're dating too. You could just was, be talking to people. But but her, you know how I go. If she yeah. end up probably sleeping with somebody, yeah. she gonna probably it's gonna be her dude. So whether he hurt her, now I got to get the hurt one again. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get her before she go through that. What do you mean? That's crazy. I'm trying to get her before she go through the hurt. Okay. Well, why I got to wait? Oh, she don't know herself. So I got to wait till after well, she dates somebody. What about women? We got to deal with men who got to go through their whole phase before you want to settle down. It's different. No, it ain't different, bro. Why not? It ain't different. Why not? You, why you got to go through a whole phase? Like, why do men have to have multiple women, but, but then you want the woman who's been, who hasn't had baggage or maybe who hasn't been touched yet uh -huh. in that way? You want a pure woman, but you out and got dirty. Can we say we hold y'all to a higher standard? I know. So then what still, you what you complaining about? I'm not complaining Dude, about it. I'm just you, saying. We hold you to a higher standard. It don't make no sense, bro. We hold you to a higher standard. Well, just what like, about, just, what if I want a man who hasn't shared himself with everybody? That's either. what you should get. Okay, where he at? <laughs> exactly. 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 Where he There's at? ain't too many men walking around talking about I'm celibate. Not that. <laughs> we, niggas don't do that. <laughs> That's a woman thing. Why are you like this? I'm just saying, like you know, I love y'all, ladies. You feel me? Men, no, I understand. We, we only be trying like, to, we trying to, like, like say, like, standard, say, bro. like, uh, like it'll be 25 men. Mm -hmm. We'll basically tell women mm -hmm. what we want. Yeah. And women will be like, "Oh, is that right? Oh, but anyway, <laughs> no, lady, we told you what right, we want right, right. from y'all, okay. and you'll just be like, "Oh, oh, hell nah." And then wonder why you th saying dudes tripping. Nah, we told you what you what we well, want from I do, you. I do agree that, look, we choose who we want to be with. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate honesty. And that really gives you the opportunity to choose if I'm going to mess with this person or not. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people just don't have those open and honest conversations Absolutely. when they're going into relationships. Absolutely. We need to know from the get-go, what is your expectations? What do you tolerate? And it, have, it don't have to be a long list of things. Just being transparent. And I've done that in relationships where I'm very transparent with a yeah. guy and it may not work out, but I come in very open. Yep. Absolutely. And like, okay, this is my expectations. I'm this age. I don't have no kids now. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? And to be open and honest what we like and what we don't like. And even if you prefer to date multiple women, mm. have that be a conversation be at the beginning so she can make the decision. So I think I think if that she wanna do it or absolutely, not. Absolutely, I agree. Um I think honesty. Yeah. Is up front. So if you meet a dude, mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta just stick around them. It takes time. Stop rushing into stuff. People yeah. change. If you rushing into stuff, you be like, oh, I didn't see this a year ago. Yeah, this is your second year with me. Now this shit opening up. Like, yeah, take time. Be somebody friend. Cause I yes. cause I I told I told people like you always you want to build a friendship with your partner. Mm -hmm. Like yo yo you don't want to have to. Be like, oh, I'm going out with the homies all the time. I want you to be a part of whatever. Hey, babe, like, let's do the let's. Hey, babe, we going over here with, chill with the homies. Oh, oh she, she, right. hey, we looking at this ass together. Damn, she got the fat ass. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> like, that will be joy for a mm -hmm. man. Not every man, but a lot of men would love to be like, hey, she got a fat. Ass. Oh, you sending you sending him uh, ass pictures on Instagram. You know your man. Mm -hmm. So when you're dating somebody, when you know him to the T, I know my man. Look, look, she got a fat ass, huh, babe? Yeah, y'all laughing together. She do. Oh, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. Whether you having threesomes together, whether you not, whether y'all mm -hmm. just together, you got to find your happiness. Right? Like, I agree with that. I agree with that. But and honest I... people, you got to find somebody that's honest. And yeah. you got to nitpick. 
dudes lie for sure. Women do too, but dudes definitely lying to get what they want. Oh yeah, I'm looking for something serious just to you know get in the draws. So you gotta. But I tell women only approach dudes mm -hmm. if you see yourself sleeping with them. Mm -hmm. Why are you dealing with all these dudes? Oh, this, oh, he ain't worth nothing. Deal with dudes, and and if you see yourself sleeping with them, if they do right by you, yeah. then you're gonna give them some. Yeah. But other than that, if you can't see yourself sleeping with them, why are you wasting your time? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you be like, if he do it right, I give him some. But if he not doing right, I'm I'm out and I'm on to the next. Yeah. And I would say too, like back to your point, I I really do agree that we make our own rules. Mm -hmm. We make our own rules in our relationships. If we want to have threesomes, we gonna have. Threesomes. Ain't no right and wrong it, in a relationship. I, it really is. Ain't no it, right and wrong. I agree with that hundred percent. And people and are I'm, quick to judge other people's relationships. And that's what I'm saying. Oh, she's stupid for sticking with you. She, she, uh, she insecure. Mm -hmm. Why? Why we can't? She happier than ever. She, she's ever been in her life. Look, y'all know. Like you, I, <laughs> I, I got some friends who told me some stories, uh -huh. y'all. I've had friends who've been married for over twenty years who had multiple girlfriends. I've had people like in relationship where it's a purely monogamous. I've had friends who are polyamorous who tell me about. It. I listen to everything they say. If it's not for you, it's just and not I'm for like, you. Oh, okay, you know, but what works for them may not Ain't work no for right me. Ain't exactly. No right wrong. It's and like like even like when it comes down to couples, like your sex might get boring. You might need to spice it up sometimes. Rather, not saying you got to sleep with other people, but you might have to go get toys. You might have to do it uh in public or whatever you need to spice something up you know like <laughs> you know but don't judge other people's relationships oh she a weak woman because she she uh yeah. let him deal with other women why yeah. she happier than ever yeah and a lot of women don't realize you probably better off being a side woman than a main woman oh wait a minute yeah side note like every woman ain't number one I'm sorry, ladies. Like, every woman ain't going to be number one. But what would make a woman number one to you? I mean, I mean, you have my kid. <laughs> she had my kid, so she number okay, one right now. Okay, period. You feel me? I'm here for that. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's so many rules out here that people be creating and what what is right and what's not. And I think Kevin Samuels, he put, like, so much, like, information out there about what his perspective is and then all these men are jumping on that and talk about high value men and high value women uh -huh. and that becoming a term now that's been used across social media and what exactly does that mean for one and then two when it comes to high value men like what is the standard what is a high value man and what is the standard of a man being a high value man i feel like um a responsible man a man that makes uh you know, high six figures or six figures plus, mm -hmm. you know, a leader, a real leader, um, you know, people that that has great character, people look up to them, mm -hmm. you know, just hold down, great father as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like somebody that knows his value, like, I don't need to approach certain women. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah, you're beautiful, but I know what I can get. Period. You feel me? I don't, oh, he ain't say nothing to me because I know what I can get. You got a bunch of men approaching you. Mm -hmm. You got. You might have to approach me because I know my value. And just like how you might feel as a woman, he'd be like, I know my worth too. What's mm -hmm. wrong with a man knowing his worth? Mm -hmm. Like, I know my worth too. Like, why? Why? Yeah, so one, women approach me. Mm -hmm. So as a high-value man, we know we're at the top of the food chain. Yeah. 
Most women are, ooh, who that sexy dude right there? Who that tall? Who that, who that dude with that bins? Who that dude that got that good job? Whatever mm -hmm. it is. You know, that intrigues you if you like a high-value man yeah. or whatever you see a high-value man as. It's other women that want him, yeah. and he knows that. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a really good dude. Mm -hmm. Like, you think you passing on me? No, there's so many other beautiful women that I know I can have because I know yeah. what I bring to the table for sure. Yeah. Like, really, really, because it's so many women out there ready to settle down with a high-value man. Mm -hmm. So we really know, like, all right, cool. Even high value women yeah. can't get a good man knowing they're that's a good man like that. Ooh. But for the most part, high value men, we read women, we know what's mm -hmm. up, we know she's gonna be loyal. We already know we come uh, her mom raised her good, or you know, she come from a good background. For the most part, we know what's up. So yeah. I like you. Like you we're mm -hmm. gonna be together and everything gonna work out mm -hmm. if it comes to my end for the most part. Yeah. But far as women finding that same thing like oh yeah i'm high value so i'm gonna get me a good man nah yeah. it's different it's mm -hmm. different because i feel like we control the dating yeah scene like really yeah i feel like we control it when you high like high carry yourself to a certain extent real shit men control it because it's like most of the time you be like hey you know i really want to be with you mm -hmm. really yes you feel me <laughs> Yes, you feel me? It's still really pretty. You feel me? Like, that's what it be for the most yeah. part. Oh, I really like him. He's cool. Mm -hmm. Mom, you like him? Yep. I, I really want to be with you. Mm -hmm. But high-value women not even saying, I really want to be with you every now and then. They might say, yeah. but I need you to ask me to be your woman. So that's why I say we control it. Because mm -hmm. even when you we break up, it's nothing. I got another one right quick. It's nothing. Oh, you can't find a woman like me. What? I found one better. She was down the street. I just got it right now. Not down the street. I'm just saying, like, women love to say that type of stuff. Hey, he ain't going to never find one like me. Right. I found one a little bit better. But, I'm high, sorry. but high value don't always mean a good man either, y'all. Absolutely. I agree. So it, there's different types, and that brings Absolutely. us back to the bus driver. Because right. the bus driver can be someone who's loving, someone who's caring, who can be the greatest father. And won't get as much as attention. And won't get as much as attention, especially on a large scale. Because right. when you think about high value, a man who's very successful, mm -hmm. that comes with a lot, that comes with a lot of eyes, mm -hmm. that comes with a lot of access to things. And then if he's traveling a lot too, mm -hmm. you know, and some women can be a bit insecure or questionable, but then that comes back to if I can trust you, mm -hmm. if I can lead you, and what are the dynamics of our relationship. Facts. So that's a fact. I love this. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like you you definitely gotta make sure you date yeah. like people that mm -hmm. see you for you and yeah. love you for you. Cause yeah. I think a lot of people get tricked by social media. Mm hmm Oh, I want this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man should be like this. Yes. It's a movie, baby. They they practice that a for movie, months. Baby. <laughs> you feel me? They practice that for months. I like that. You can't have that. It's mm -hmm. it's a fairy tale. Mm. When you think, oh yeah, I want my oh look, that's so nice. I want my man to treat me just like that. They millionaires. Hello. <laughs> Your man ladies. can't treat you like that. <laughs> look, ladies, I let him talk this whole time, but I'm gonna tell you, ladies, like just from a woman to woman. Get your life together first. Right. I think you need to love yourself first. Believe in yourself. And you believe in yourself mm -hmm. and find someone that's compatible with you mm -hmm. and to find what is your happiness. You right. got to look in the mirror first to be happy. And if you do want a career, 
Go for that career. That's right. amazing. That doesn't mean love will never meet you. Right. Love can always meet you at different points in your life. And if you do have kids, love can still away for you. Absolutely. And just find the right person that's for you. And, you know, and look at who you would like to be with. Oh, we're about to go back and up also, right now. I got something else real quick. Look who you would like to be with. Here you go. You got something else but right now. But also, you have to be that person for him as well. And if I want to be with someone who's extremely successful and has money, you can be a stay-at-home mom if you want, mm. or you can be a woman who does have a thriving career, but find your balance and find your happiness right. in that. Right. And um, I feel like don't settle. Don't sell, sell yourself short. You feel yeah. me? Um, don't pass up on that good dude that really loves you as well, ladies. That And then just to get that dude that has certain things, and then now you're trying to double back to that dude mm-hmm. that really loves you. No, he really loved you staying there. I'm, I met and seen multiple women that said, yeah, I left my husband, and now they out in the field. They playing. They're like, I should never it's left different. my husband. This is crazy out here. You know, not saying yeah. if it's for you, for you, leave it. But for the for the, uh, another point, just make sure you uh, really focus on what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure the dude tend to your needs. Make sure he accepts you and your kids if you have kids. You feel me? Yeah. But... All right, now I'm back into the gutter stuff. Oh, my so God. So, look. <laughs> so, some ladies are like, look, I even tell the homies like this. Oh, y'all are going like, yeah, to like me for this. So, but, so you tell me, when it, even, when it comes down to even, like, I seen my mom on welfare, right? Mm-hmm. When women are on welfare, not the hustlers on welfare, not the women that still do hair, still make good money mm-hmm. or whatnot. Just the, you only getting government assistance. Mm-hmm. By you only getting government assistance, first of all, your man really can't even be in the house, correct? Yeah. So Ooh. by you being on government assistance, you really think your man is going to be faithful to you for the most part? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're not really applying yourself. You feel me? Like, all you get is government assistance. Mm-hmm. You're not saying, you know what? Forget this government assistance. I know some people really need it. My mom was on it, so mm-hmm. I seen it. Yeah. Like, she had, my mom had eight kids in total. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, did she need it? Yeah, she needed it. Because she had applied herself more? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you get so used to that government assistance and wonder why, oh, is it cheating on me. Yeah, your your food stamps and your money ran out. He got to go to another crazy. woman. When you think about it, you feel me? You know what's crazy though? I like, just thought about that the other day. Both here struggling and that's crazy. Like you think your man is really I, gonna be faithful? You right? He's not faithful to me. You don't you don't bring no value to him really. You had his kids he's doing something with his right. Life too. You got his kids. He might be a loser too. But I know I know what the homie said the other day. He said, I know a dude sleeping in his mama basement got five women ready to kill themselves over him. What? Real talk. Ladies, come on, y'all. Real talk. <laughs> it's different because now, know. maybe maybe it might be just sexual, but but maybe he might yeah. be a good talker or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, you're they still, he still got a good personality. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's women out here that I love him so much. The nigga sleeping on a basement floor. Asking for food stamps, asking for your your government assistance, whatever it is. My homeboy told me if a dude ain't got no bread, he don't have no business messing with no women. He need to focus on that. I agree. I agree. But he still got to get his rocks off. I mean, that's his business. But ladies, now. Know your personnel. (laughs) 
Know your personnel. Don't lower the bar. Right. Because that put a stain on you. No. You lowering no, your bar, no, sis. Look. No, man. She on government assistance. Well. Exactly. Listen. Well, I'm, I'm not going to look down <laughs> on anybody help. No, I'm saying. assistance. You I know, was, maybe I was it's an emergency. I ate government cheese. I'm there. Like, I I've know, been there, but so. listen, it may be emergency for some time. But I mean, we all. All I'm do saying, that. I was just saying that, so you can understand. Like, I know a lot of women on government assistance, like yeah. my mom was, my family members was, yeah. are still is to this day. You wonder why dudes don't stay or will end up cheating on you. You have to be an asset to certain men. Mm-hmm. You have to be an asset to certain men. You have to, whether you're on government assistance, you still got to assist him in, whether it's paperwork, being, uh, baby, you want me to blueprint, draw out, whatever, whatever he needs yeah. from you. Like, yeah. far as, like, being mentally stimulate, yeah. uh, stimulating to him. And pro, I think proactive in your relationship. Absolutely. So, you know, we should be able to pour into each other. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to be a firefighter, I, I can go and get the information for you right. how to do Just it. Just like that. If she wants to be a nurse, you go get the information, and we pour into right. each other so we can get out of this situation. So, I... But man, unfortunately, some, some... Just thinking about that. But unfortunately, I'm sad. Like, even, like, I had a little sister that had... A baby early, then yeah. dropped out of school. So they're yeah. not as educated on certain things. And yeah. you're on government assistance and thinking, and you fighting over dudes and, and stuff like that. Like, what you think? You don't Yikes. got nothing going. Yikes. All you're getting is government assistance. Yeah. You have nothing going on. So, ladies, you want certain men to hold you to a higher standard and not do certain things? If you're on government assistance, you got to apply yourself a little more. Yeah. You feel me? You got to apply. You get government assistance, but you're a hustler on the side. Yeah. Like, yeah, you tell, yeah, I, I get government assistance, but I'm hustling over here. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I really get bread. I bring in like 5000 a month on my side, little hustle. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, you just got to not just accept government assistance. When you could be making 2500 a month, you only getting $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear you. You know? I hear you. And I want to get this in. Your music. Let's talk about your music. Yeah. You will. Long Beach, you will. Yeah. Okay. Let's get, yeah. Let's get into the RV. Okay. Yeah, I know. yeah. So we got to talk about what you got coming up in your music. Um, what is your latest song out? How can people find your music? Well, All that. Well, I go by the, the name Long Beach E. Will. Um, you can find my music everywhere. Uh, all streaming platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever it is, it's right there for you. My latest song is called I Got You. Yeah. I got you, baby. Baby, wipe your tears. You ain't got to cry no more. I got your back when you walk through that door. No, you ain't alone, girl. I got you forever. When you hurt, I hurt. We suffer together. You ain't got to cry no more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm feeling the R&B vibes, yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing I want to say too is like you've been singing for a long time. I remember when we were a little bit younger, mm-hmm. used to be a cow wreck, yep. y'all. And he used to always just randomly be right singing. Same, yep. Like I used to be on a piano at that time because I was a yep. music major, and then he just come busting in singing, and just to see your life transform in music, and I know your brother's in music yep. as well. Like, how are you navigating through the music industry, and what is your next steps in music? Um, uh, I love music, so I'm doing it really from the heart. Anything yeah. comes from it, I just know I have the ear for it. Beautiful. So I'm glad I have a fan base that really enjoy, enjoys my music. Mm-hmm. So when I'm putting it out, I'm always listening like, all right, this sounds good. Yeah. Like, I really listen to music. I'm like, uh, that's whatever. Uh-huh. And then I listen to certain songs. I'm like, 
oh, this is actually pretty good. People yeah. going to like this. You feel me? So I always had an ear for it. Me finishing up overseas pretty much, like staying over there for months at a time because I, I, I'm i more established here now and I love being mm-hmm. with my daughter, my girl as well. Yeah. Um, so it really helped me. Like, you know, it's it's therapy. Yeah. So um, I got this new song. Um that I made a song already called Pain for my my sister that got shot and killed and my mm-hmm. godmom that passed from cancer. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, but I got another song that I'm doing. I love pain music. Yeah. So I said this song go with uh, a new hook. I'm waiting on my brother DW or Savi Third to jump on it. Mm-hmm. Go, uh, this exclusive, exclusive. It go. Hey. <clears throat> Niggas killed my homie on the gang. I ain't never felt this kind of pain. I even had to call his mama to explain the way she cried out drove me insane. I stumbled a ball. You feel me? Something like yeah. that. Like, yeah. You're not only melodic, but you have a message in your music. Because yeah, yeah. I was looking at some of your songs, too, on YouTube, and I was like, man, like I can relate to it. Oh. And a lot of the stories that you are telling is something that I've either known the person mm. or just watched it kind of happen yeah. in our community. And I'm just so happy that you like pouring into music yeah. and Putting your pain into music and building a fan it's base. Some, it's something else too. I want to uh, yeah. give a, a point of like uh, to to jump, um, you know, things um, incarceration, like mm. uh, a young teens. Yeah, like how they just throw our life away. Like we commit crimes mm-hmm. as a teenager and they give us life in prison. Like there's no chance of rehabilitating this kid. Mm. You know, shout out yeah. to my my bro, uh, Monster Yo. Free, free Monster Yo, Free Phil Jones. Monster yeah. Yo been in there since he was 16 years old, you yeah. know, uh, for his crimes. No matter what the crime is, I feel like a young teen that's been come from a broken home mm-hmm. that's most likely manipulated and yeah. led by older guys in the streets yeah. should get a second chance at life, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. because they were manipulated, manipulated by the yeah. streets. They had no father figure. They had no, like, we're just lost out here without yeah. our dads in the home. We just, or even you coming from a home where you're getting abused by your parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't, you run to the streets for help, but then you getting manipulated by older people. You end up getting in trouble, yeah. committing crimes that now you are really resentful for. Yeah. And you showed growth while you've been in jail. Master Yo been in jail for 28 years. Since 16 years old. He don't know nothing else but jail. Yeah. You know? And uh, for sure, he's rehabilitated himself. Mm -hmm. They didn't come in, and when you get in jail, they not program, here, we're going to get you better. No, it's like, right in in here with adults at 17 years old. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's sad. The system got to change, and you got to have programs. I feel like in prison, it definitely should have programs for teenage kids. Yes, he's, he's sorry for... What he did, because at sixteen, you just trying to make a name, or you yeah. don't really know your your you your mental no isn't developed yet, mm-hmm. you know. So yes, I feel like it's wrong for them to, because they the the system is a against the black youth. Yeah, they are. Yep, lock them up. They made that for us. Teenage uh, teenagers getting life. life yep. They they made that for young black kids. Yep. Oh yeah, he committed a, a murder. Life. Yep. He's 13 years old. You don't think he will ever change? It's not like he's a serial uh, rapist or, yeah. you know, a serial killer. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. That's rapists and all that. That's mental issues. Yeah, yeah. 
somebody did a uh, did a homicide as a thirteen year old, most likely probably in, uh, influenced by somebody older because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's mental not there. Yeah. So yes, I feel like it should be programs. And, you know, shout out to every, my sister was yeah. shot and killed. You yeah. feel me? So I know the pain of losing a sibling and all that. You yeah. know, like mother, my mom lost kids, mm-hmm. but I feel like young. 13-year-old kids, me being more mentor to young men that's lost out here, I feel like we got to make a change in the system and push for a change in the system. I agree. For our young black kids that's, you know, lost out here. 100%. More mental health uh, programs for black and brown kids Mm -hmm. um, and kids in general just Mm -hmm. to have someone to talk to. We don't know what they're experiencing at home. We don't know. What, um, what makes them trials act out. and tribulations mm-hmm. and why they're acting out, mm-hmm. why they're changing behavior yep. and start paying attention more and, and pour more into them in a positive way Absolutely. instead of chastising them and throwing them in the prison system where they can potentially be lost forever. Forever. Yeah, so... They Thank make you so they much. make they make money off of us. They do make money off of billions. Us. It's a billion dollar. It's a lot of investors yeah. in prisons right. too. Right. So we got to think about that too. Every time you see someone go to jail. Your tax dollars going into it, and then also there's private equity in prison. Absolutely. And a lot of people are making bank off of all the heads that are going in there. So wonder why a lot of black and brown kids are targets. Facts. So thank you so much. Yeah. It got a little bit real. Yeah. We laughed you a know, little bit. A little bit here. Got a little mad. Balance. Balance. Yeah, yeah. Balance, baby. But, Balance. But yeah. we loved it. I'm, I'm so a happy Libra. that you yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. So I'm so <laughs> happy that you came today. Um, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, your website, all that. Yep. Long Beach E Will on all social media platforms. Make sure y'all tap in with me, follow me, like, share, subscribe, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> thank y'all so much for joining us to follow Keys to the Culture Podcast. At Keys to the Culture Podcast on all platforms. Follow up. Go to our website, keys to the culture podcast.com. Leave a comment, like, subscribe, share, and let us know what you think about this episode and more. And if you want to follow me, I at I am my Isha on all platforms. And thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'll see you soon. Yes, sir.